All righty, listeners, welcome back to the Banquet Hall podcast. I uh, took a little bit of a break just to get my feet up under me, but we are back and I'm really excited for the story we have today. Uh, new listeners, if y'all haven't already followed the Banquet Hall, make sure y'all follow at Banquet Hall Pod on all social media platforms. Uh, but I'm blessed to be joined by somebody who is new into my life and hoping to be new into y'all's lives as well. Curtis, how you doing today? Doing great, man. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? doing well thank you for asking and definitely looking forward to just sharing your story with our listeners uh i usually get these podcasts started with some random icebreaker question and i would say i didn't really think too hard about yours just yet so it's really off of the top of my head um, i would say because one of the questions we're gonna talk about later is music videos and i have to say if you had to pick like two or three music videos that like are just vividly in your mind like when you think about your, either your favorite music videos or music videos that you just think are iconic what type of music videos come to mind for you like what type of music videos do you like all right off rip pierre born has this song oh my gosh hold up i gotta look up the name of it. go for it i think it's i'll have it real quick but there's a video he did to the song and the effects the just how he put everything together. He essentially turned himself into a video game character and made a whole mm. just crazy video out of it. And, uh, oh man, why can't I find this? Oh, uh, Marie Curie, I think is how you pronounce it. But uh, super, super, super dope. I actually inspired, that inspired me to want to have a video one day like that. Uh, it, you gotta look it up. It's It's super raw, really crazy, really trippy really eye-popping, a lot of different colors, uh, super, super dope. So uh, that is one of them. Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, so Currency, that's my favorite rapper ever, mm. has a video with 2 chains called Capital. I think it's Capital. Mm. And uh, I know it's black and white, and it's just super smooth how it transitions to different scenes. Um, which matches the vibe of the song and just like the energy that they put into it. You know, it, it, it was super, super artistic, in my opinion. Uh, and the third video, third video, third video. I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> that is, okay. The third video might be a little hard. <laughs> Ah, uh, no worries. It's just it just popped up at the top of my head because I watched some of your music videos in preparation for the podcast. And then I was just thinking back at just how you don't really see. I feel like music videos don't get the publicity that they used to get. Like I remember like yeah. watching 106 in Park back in the day and just seeing like what new music videos is out there. So was just thinking about that question and. Uh, one of my fondest memories in college, we used to just like pull up random YouTube videos and we used to watch like all the old Michael Jackson music videos oh. and just really looking at the artistry of it all. So I was just curious what music videos come to top of mind. You know, uh, it's, but uh, it's funny you say that because in high school we had a class called Poetry Song and it was mm. it was more about lyrics. However, uh, pretty much everybody was assigned uh, a song of the day. Essentially, you, any song you like, you just had to bring it. Had to be. Uh, Something that we could discuss as a class, break down the lyrics, uh, visuals, obviously. But uh, I used to look forward to that because everybody used to always bring a different sound, different type of videos. Some had storylines, some were pretty simple and straightforward. Others were very abstract. Uh, so 
hearing you say that kind of brought me back to that memory. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things I love about podcasting. Like you just never know what type of memories or stories pop off. And I think yeah. that's a good launching point for us to get started with the formal conversation. Uh, the first formal question I usually ask my guests, uh, one of the things that really inspired the podcast is just getting to know the stories about where people grew up and where they call home. So Curtis, where are you from and how did that shape who you have become as a person? All right, so I'm from Metuchen. It's a little small suburban town, about a mile and a half, maybe two miles, maybe. Uh, very, very small town. Uh, I wouldn't say it was too, like, rough of a town. However, like, for us growing up, it was a little rough. Uh, my parents, you know, they were together till the age of, like, 10. Then they split. My mom had to take care of uh, me and my twin. And, you know, just kind of seeing her struggle and, again, dealing with it was a struggle in itself, but the town was a good town, you know. Um, I had maybe a little hard issues, I guess you could say, uh, making friends at first, because me personally, like, I feel like I, I was very goofy as a kid, but I did all that <laughs> to try to get attention deep down, you know, that was like my end goal, but it wasn't coming out that way. It was coming out like this nigga is weird, like you know. What I'm <laughs> but I had a hard time fitting in. I had a hard time making friends, you know. And uh, for that, or because of that, you know, my experience, like I would say, was a little rough. But overall, great town, great people. Uh, rough growing up with my family and whatnot, but yeah, I'm touching. <laughs> And what state is that in for the folks that didn't catch it? Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't even say <laughs> New Jersey. New Jersey. Yes, sir. New Jersey. And so from Jersey, the Garden State, all the way to San Diego, California. What was the journey to San Diego like? What brought you out here? <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. Because, like, I actually did not uh, initially come to San Diego. Like, I moved to the Bay, moved with some people. Things didn't work out. Uh, it's all good. Uh, but however, when I was out there, I met a girl. <laughs> thought she was the one, you know what I'm saying? She's a great That's person. That's how it be. <laughs> but, uh, you know, followed her down here. Because like I said, the situation with my roommates wasn't working out well. At the time, the, what I was facing in my head was like, either I'm going back home to New Jersey because I, I don't know anybody out here really. Or like she had an opportunity to transfer out to San Diego. Uh, with her job because she had graduated college. Um, my job at the time, I was fixing furniture. They were able to transfer me out here because we had work. Out mm. here. It was like a cross path, you know, go back to New Jersey, go to San Diego with her. And, you know, it was a little bit more than just following her out here. You know, uh, I came to uh, California in general because I wanted to make it as an artist. Mm. Growing up back home, I, I listened to a little bit of everything like, uh, rock metal rap everything but i really liked west coast rap uh like i really was into like nipsey hustle dom kennedy and so forth so a lot of that i felt like kind of stood out in the beats i picked so a lot of people were telling me like yo you sound like a west coast artist you probably would do a lot better in the west mm. that was really the, the the true goal in mind you know it's just other things happened while i was out there that i didn't know of and it kind of, you know, stirred me in different directions. But, um, yeah, so I followed her out here. And, yeah, that's how I got to San Diego. <laughs> and how long ago was this when you got here? Like, oh, I want to say, if not three years, almost three years ago. 
you know? Okay. So just about a few years ago, uh, welcome to San Diego. What is Thank what is you. something that's really different about being out in California versus growing up in New Jersey? Like I know the West Coast is a little different than the East Coast. So what are some things you notice with regards to like the differences? Oh man, there's a lot. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of differences. I mean, for one, New Jersey's a flat state. It's like that mm. primarily everywhere you go. There's certain areas, like if you go to the Watchung area, there's like a little bit of clips and stuff. And uh, you know, if you go out closer to like Pennsylvania, you might see some stuff, but for the most part, New Jersey's flat. Uh, whereas here, you know, you got mountains, you got all the beaches everywhere. It's it's absolutely insane. It, uh, so that's I would say the number one difference. Oh, also the trees. Like you guys have palm trees, we have like pine trees and regular trees and stuff. You know, uh, not pine trees. I'm bugging. Regular trees, <laughs> uh, like oak trees, maple trees. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so definitely like that stuff, the landscape um, for sure. I would say people out here, I feel like are a little bit more uh, like they're willing to talk to you a little bit more like friendlier. Mm. And that's not to say people back home aren't because like a lot of people out here have this idea that the East Coast, especially like New York is like crude mm -hmm. as hell and ready to curse you out, which is not it, which is not it. <laughs> I tell people all the time, it's just that, like, people in New Jersey, I feel like, are a little bit more closed off because they're, like, how do I put it? Like, we're not so trusting, if that makes sense. Like, once we kind of get to know you, we're familiar with you and stuff like that, we like your energy, then maybe we open up a little bit. But out here, like, people just say good morning to you for no reason. People want to ask <laughs> you how your day is going. People commenting about your outfit and oh like I mean I you, you say you saw my video so in, like, even in good vibes for example there's a lady that is in the video and how that that wasn't planned like we were just filming and she was literally just standing there watching with a smile on her face and we were like you want to get in the video she was like hell yeah <laughs> the old lady you know so it's like not saying that that wouldn't happen in New Jersey because everywhere is different and uh you know everybody's different but yeah for the most part, I haven't seen that when I was growing up. Like, you know, it's like once people get to know you, then they start opening up. So definitely a difference in that. What else? Tacos is definitely different. <laughs> Tacos back home are, we're, we're a little bit more Americanized, I feel like. Yeah. Um, there's some places, though, again, I'm not saying all places, because I'm sure there's some places in New Jersey that are real authentic with it. But out here, it's just damn. Yo. <laughs> El Gordo, bro. El Gordo is a reward, dude. <laughs> Man, ain't it? Uh, well, I'm happy that you've had a warm welcome in San Diego thus far. And so fast forward to when you and I first crossed paths, you came to Black Expression, which is an open mic in San Diego. Uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, y'all made it out the group chat to our open mic. Uh, <laughs> talk to me a little bit about that night and your introduction to Black Expression in that community. Black Expression was dope. Super, super dope. Uh, so a girl had told me about it a long time ago. I just never went because like at the time, I, I don't know if other people could relate to this, but like I was familiar with performing at Courtyard and Music Box. I almost felt mm. like everybody there. I mean, it's always different people that show up, but for the most part, there's a lot of people that I've performed with that show up. There's a lot of people that I've seen attend those events show up. So I almost felt a little bit more comfortable because it's like, I'm used to seeing those people going to a new spot, however, was a little nerve wracking, you know what I mean? Uh, so, you know, 
we uh like you said made it at the group chat there's <laughs> a little content group chat i met with some really super dope artists out here shout out to deep side evan volk shout out to red eternity you know what i mean so my guys uh but we have a little group chat where pretty much if anybody's doing anything or heard of anything we post in there just to let everybody know what's up uh, in case they want to tag along so i don't know if it was I honestly forgot out of the group of people I just named, who was the one that suggested it that night? It might have been Deep Side, but it also. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Deep Side because he had been there for a while. Yeah, I think it was Deep Side. He put in the group chat and we're like, hell yeah, let's go. You know, uh, especially because like, you know, our group chat, we call it content. We're all about, you know, getting our shit out, getting our shit out, whether it's uh, doing skits, whether it's filming live performance, whether it's you know, et cetera. So uh, it, it was a super dope opportunity to go and we showed up instantly, felt love through the door. Everybody started talking to each other, which stood out to me because a lot of times, you know, and I, no, no shade to any other uh, venues I have open mics, but I've noticed that not every open mic I performed at, are they so welcoming? You know, you walk mm. in, it's just like, hey, sign up's over there. You sign up and then you're kind of just like, now what you know you're, you're right for your name to be called whereas when i came into black expression you spoke with me I, i'm i'm really bad with names uh lewis this is lou salem yeah who said yeah he's dope 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 artist he spoke with me uh there was a what's his name joe yeah joe mac joe spoke with me you know so it, it was just love off rip and uh oh man um he the dude that got dreads that's big i forgot his name shout out to him man he's he's super dope super dope super dope you know we had a really really cool conversation and i just love that you know because it, it showed to me that this is more than just having people show up to perform mm. like, actually trying to see and learn about these people showing up you know so that, that was super super dope so black expression all the way man Absolutely. I mm. uh, definitely appreciate that. And the night that y'all came was also a unique night because uh, it was barely anybody there. It was a small audience. And so people got to perform twice. And I feel like the nights yeah. where we have a smaller audience, it ends up being a really good time just because it is a little bit more intimate. You get to showcase more of your okay. talent. You get to experiment with things and uh, I remember when y'all talked about the group chat, we was like, all right, well, let's see. Because y'all went back to back to back performance. It was like, oh, everybody, everybody came with the everybody heaters. Came Evan came and, and shocked everybody. Y'all performed the hell out of that. Everybody. <laughs> That's a, yo, Evan, Evan, he be going off, man. That's my guy, bro. Evan, when I, I really fuck with Evan because his, his music, he he's on a whole different wave, bro. Like rapping about littering. How many rappers are gonna rap about, including me? Like that's creative <laughs> as hell. Like you know, and we're walk every day. You see litter, so it's it's in plain sight. But it just it's like we're invisible to it. You know, he 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 saw it and had his message with it. And you know, Deep Side came out crazy too with the singing because I'm used to seeing him rap. No, I didn't know bro had the vocals like that. So you know, he had, I saw everybody. I was looking at the video when uh I filmed him and mm -hmm. some girls in the crowd like this. I was like, okay, Deep Side. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, shout out to them both, man.
Yeah, shout out to them both. And I think You're the thing right. that I really appreciate the thing I really appreciated about y'all too is that level of support because when one of y'all would go up there, one of y'all got the camera, y'all hyping each oh. other up. Yeah. Afterwards, y'all posting the content, hyping each other up. And then oh. uh, something we talked about before we started recording today was that you were looking to collaborate. I saw you like talking with Lou Salem, like, hey, like you're really dope. We should collab. Mm -hmm. You and I exchange mm -hmm. contact information. And I think that's really what our goal should be as artists is to be able to connect with each other and collaborate because a month, I didn't know you last year. A month ago, I barely knew you. So it's like, now we're in this podcast space being able to have this conversation. And so my question for you is like, what does it mean for you to be able to collaborate with other artists in that space like that? Like, why does that, why is that important to you? All right. Well, collaboration. All right. So music, I'm, I'm a very artistic person, I would say. Like, I love to draw and paint on hats and stuff like that. So music is art in my eyes as well. And uh, music is so dope because, like, one thing I love is, like, so you're speaking about collaborations, right? So let's say another rapper, another singer, something like that, right? We could hear the same beat, but I could hear it one way. You could hear it a whole <laughs> different way. And I've always, that's the that's always been something so interesting to me about music is like just like the mental space you know what I mean like because again we're hearing the same thing but you you heard it a different way and I heard it a different way you know it's the same beat nothing changed you know and uh I love that about collaborations I love that I could have another artist producer podcast whatever like collab with me where we could share our ideas and be able to kind of make the picture a little bit bigger than what it mm -hmm. first was. You know what I mean? Cause that, that's what this is all about. You know, at the end of the day, uh, my music, I would say is definitely geared towards like inspiring and motivating people and, you know, bringing back the fun to hip hop. So I feel like when I meet another individual or hear another individual that kind of reflects that in their music or even how they move, you're part of the plan you know what i'm saying <laughs> so it, i think it's it's perfect i love collaborations i actually really do look forward to them uh you know i think it's even better when you collab with people that it actually just like is very organic and it just meshes perfectly together um but yeah i think it's dope especially because uh another reason should i say is because like you're from san diego Using you as an example, right? You're well, I'm actually from LA. I gotta make okay. sure I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm from LA. <laughs> My bad, LA, LA. You're from California. We'll put it like that. Yeah, yeah. You're I'm from, from California, <laughs> West Coast. I'm from the East, right? So right now we're doing pretty much an exchange where it's like people in the East are now gonna know a little bit about you, your podcast, mm -hmm. what you got going on. Um, now people in the West will know the same about me as well, you know. So I just think that's what this is all about at the end of the day, you know. And have worded it better. That's exactly the idea of this podcast. I'm hoping that people come and listen to this episode and they hear you say names like Lou Salem. Then they go check out Lou Salem's episode of the podcast and get to know who the stories of these people that are influential in our lives. Because one of the things that Joe Mack and I talked about on the pod is that you go to open mic, you might hear somebody spit for three to five minutes, and that's the only context you have of that person. Right. But if you have a conversation with them, you hear their story, then you're getting to know more about their why, you get to know more about their vision. Like you said, there's been a few different rappers on this podcast, but y'all each have different stories, different upbringings, yeah. and that all shapes the music that y'all are putting out there. Yeah, and you know, um, not to really mention his name again like that, but Deep Side really has helped me a lot with that, because... How I met him was uh, at Queen B, but we went to a, a open mic at Music Box one day. And instantly I just saw, as soon as I walked in, he was talking to different people. 
And mm. it might not have been a super long conversation either. It might have been kind of, you know, brief, but other conversations were a little bit more longer. And, uh, you know, I kind of feel like seeing that helped me to kind of get out of my comfort zone, if that makes sense. Mm. A lot of us, especially artists, if you take a lot of time with your work, if you really are passionate about your work, and I mean passionate, not just putting out whatever to fit in or whatever the case is, I think that you're very uh, judgmental of your art, yourself even, and people around you. So a lot of times in the past, I used to live in my head, you know, so I would be very thoughtful before socializing. And a lot of times I'd be like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't want to bother that person or whatever the case may be. You know, and right there, though, you know, you're kind of closing a potential door, you know, that could lead to a great opportunity. So seeing him do that, you know, helped a lot with that. So I kind of feel like, you know, I have to salute him for that, too, because if I didn't see that, uh, who knows, maybe Black Expression, I would have been the same quiet dude I used to be, you know? Hey, that's very possible. So I'm happy that yeah. just those interactions that you're having are influencing your ability to be able to broaden your reach and get to know people. And I mean, it led us to this podcast today. So I'm thankful that uh, you're on that journey. Uh, so let's go ahead and transition a little bit to talk about more about yourself as an artist. Uh, you yeah. spoke a little bit about the type of music that you create. Uh, overall, how do you define yourself as an artist? As an artist, I would say I'm a fun guy. <laughs> I'm a passionate person. I'm a person and artist, I should say, because you said as an artist, right? Um, my goal, again, is to just bring back fun to hip-hop. Like, I don't know, man. There's What's that song that Chris Brown did with Buster Rhymes, where Buster Rhymes is, like, rapping super fast? Look at me now. It, look at me now, right? That's a perfect example of, like, fun. You know, like, if... At our age, if we were to hear that song right now, especially like let's say it was like a function, like a barbecue or something, people would get up and start dancing. People would be trying to record each other, spitting buses, rhyme and stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, and I love that. I love when music can bring people together and bring out the good in someone, you know, and mm. like bring out that that happy space because life is hard enough, man. And I feel like, you know, the stuff that we deal with on a day to day basis you know, when you are amongst a social group, like the last thing you want to think about is the stuff going on in your life, you know? So uh, I would say my music is definitely like that fun, uh, refreshing, um, something that, again, gives you inspiration and hope because like if I could do it, anybody can do it, you know? Uh, so yeah, fun, refreshing, inspiring, um, lyrical, bright but could also be very dark um mm. yeah i love all of those descriptors and uh definitely the vibe and having fun is something that comes through either in your performance the music that you have on like soundcloud youtube uh, and one of the taglines i saw i think was on soundcloud was that your your new favorite feel-good rapper and that's exactly the the vibe i was rocking with when i was watching a music video last night i was like yeah like i'm just like i'm just bouncing like i'm i'm here with the energy like yeah. it was at the beach it was just dancing around it's like yeah like we're it made me like feel good inside. And I was like, well, I'm happy yeah. that you know that you're a good vibes rapper. And I, I love a good vibe. And you know, that's real dope hearing you say that too, because it just goes to, it just tells me that pretty much my goal that I'm trying to accomplish is it's working. Like I'm in the right direction, you know? And uh, I think sometimes like in the past, especially I would look, 
for like uh validation i guess through like a deal or something like that mm. money or something and it's like you know those things are nice and stuff but nothing beats hearing somebody else tell you that they see your vision or they hear your vision mm. you know what I mean? makes you feel like you're not insane or something because for you i've been doing music for years man and you know all these years you have people telling you like oh you should do this you should do that oh you still haven't made it yet so you know when you hear someone else and in my case i'm hearing somebody else from the other end of the map <laughs> the other end of the that's, country that's true. so it's super super dope to hear that man so thank you really appreciate that oh of course this podcast is all about uh giving flowers and i like being honest with my guests too like mm -hmm. literally when i turned the music video on i was watching i was like yeah like i'm, I'm here i'm, I'm, I'm with <laughs> yeah. you um and you talked about like the fact that you've been doing music for years when when and how did you get your start as an artist like when did you first pick up the pen when when you first recorded music what's what's your origin story um i come from a pretty musical family uh so i would say like literally forever but i didn't always start doing rap i was actually in a band at one point mm. <laughs> we were doing all types of music we we're doing metal uh scream i guess you call it right uh rock indie right right around the time where i started getting into like indie and rock uh that's when i kind of started listening to hip-hop and then like what had happened was uh so in new jersey i don't know if you heard of hurricane sandy yeah so I had a crap load of guitars. I had a PV cab, which was a lot of money. I forgot when a, somebody I know has sold it to me for like a really good price. So shout out to them. Uh, but uh, I had a lot of gear and I lived in the basement at the time and I woke up and everything was just flooded like crazy. Mm. Um, that's kind of when I gave up on <laughs> guitar or rock. I kind of looked at it like maybe this is a sign like, um, I would say, yes, yeah, so like all my life, like I'm 28, hip hop, probably like 10 years, three years serious. Uh, rock, though, like since I was a kid, because, you know, skateboarding, that's what you're hearing in all the videos and stuff. So it, it was there for sure. And we talked a little bit about being a feel good rapper, looking for the vibes. If you had to convince somebody why they should give your music a chance, there's so many different rappers out there that you could listen to. Uh, why should someone give your music a chance and where would you recommend they start? Like, what's a good song for them to start with? Well, my mindset is like, why wouldn't you? When you hear the stuff on the radio, <laughs> it's like, no shade to nobody. Yeah. Like, you can't get any worse than that. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's some good artists on the radio. Don't get me wrong. But there's artists that, again, like you could tell this is not what they're passionate about. So it's like, why wouldn't you give me a listen? You know, mm. what I mean? uh, on top of that, another reason why you should give my music a listen to is because, again, like I'm coming with something that's refreshful. Like this is going to be something that it's like almost like, let's say you've been in the desert for hours without water, heat just beaming on you or sun just beaming on you. You're, you're thirsty, you're, you're parched, you need you need something to drink. And then you see a, a big lake or a big pond or something. That that instant joy that comes to your 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 mind and your eyes when you see everything that's what you're gonna get from my music. Mm. You're in the water, you're like, oh, that, that's <laughs> what you'll get from my music, man. It's refreshing, it's uh, it's tasteful, and like I said, it, it it's real, man. This is stuff that like my my songs are my stories. Mm. You know, uh, some of my old music, I would say, was a little bit more like cap and <laughs> and hyped, you know, just to try to fit in. But yeah. at a certain point, I realized, like, you know, I have people listening to the fake stuff, so I have a voice. So I might as well use it to, like, 
really talk what's real and have people feel because that that's what I, I love music that I could connect to and that, that like when I hit it or when I hear it I'm just like wow instantly bring me back to a certain time in my life or you know maybe a the current period of my life you know um but my music's real man it's something that you're gonna feel it's gonna be something that you might not be able to relate to every song but I guarantee right. you there's a song there's a verse there's a hook something that is gonna catch you and like hold you you know so yeah like it's real it's refreshing uh and when i say it's real again it's bright and it's dark i'm not one of those artists that as much as i want to be a feel-good artist i think that you could still feel good even in bad times you know so i I, i'm not gonna be just like have a i'm not just gonna make a sound for one specific type of crowd you know Mm. this is real you know so everything that i go through everything that i went through is going into my music so yeah. Yeah. And I always appreciate listening to music where I could tell it's real stories like this is just this artist bleeding out their feelings, their emotions yeah. on the track. And like you said, you can feel good in tough times. And sometimes I think when folks are going through hard times, it's almost sometimes better to hear music that is also reflecting going through a tough time, yeah. because whether you're empathizing with that artist or just hearing somebody else that's having a similar experience as you it's like ah, i'm not alone in this so exactly. i definitely think that's all in parallel with being a feel-good rapper for sure yeah and i, I also think that like, like like you said it you said it best like you're, you're not alone you know and a lot of times the problems that we face in life we we forget that there's whatever billion amount of people on this planet with us and it, it, sometimes i know in the past my problems i'll speak for me uh in the past like a lot of stuff that I've dealt with and still I'm dealing with, it, it almost does sometimes feel like I'm alone, you know, but mm. then when I do hear like another song or an interview or something that just connects to what I'm going through. It's just like, whew, I can kind of breathe a little bit, you know, and it's kind of twisted though. If you really think about that, if you, it, it is kind of twisted how it works. Cause it's almost like, uh, you know, I'm going through it. Oh, I see somebody else going through it. So I, I I'm not as, I don't feel as bad anymore. You know, it, it shouldn't, be that way but unfortunately it does help (laughs) yeah and I definitely could see how depending on how you look at it it could be twisted I think I like to look at it as an opportunity to connect with people too and like an opportunity to engage with people so definitely hope that as folks are listening to this episode uh, they decide to pull up one of the streaming platforms and listen to some of your music and we'll definitely get into where people can find you a little later in the episode Uh, but if you had to recommend like a song to for somebody to start listening to you with is there a specific song that you might want to suggest before others I mean obviously all your music is going to be great at the end of the day but what's the song that you would recommend uh good vibes good vibes it's a great start because one every i mean we'll get into the whole video when not um but that that song just really speaks a lot for me you know um and i feel like if people want to kind of like for people who may not hear this interview but still hear my music and are curious like who is curtis i feel like that song kind of gives you great uh like great detail as to who I am, you know, and uh, a lot of hope too, you know, but good vibes for sure. And we already started talking about music videos, so might as well get into it here. Uh, Thinking through like the process of creating music videos, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, I feel like not a lot of, especially like artists that are still building their platform, I don't feel like you see a lot of music videos nowadays. So what made you want to create music videos for your content and maybe walk us through like the process of creating something like the Good Vibes video? Um, 
Well, shout out to Daniel Rigo. Uh, that's a homie of mine. He shot the video for Can't Match This. He also shot the video for Good Vibes. Uh, super, super, super dope. And very, very humble and just a good energy type of guy. So artists out there that's looking for really quality uh, filmer, I would definitely reach out to him. But um, he believed in that song, I think, more than I did. Because <laughs> I... I from what I remember, I don't think I wanted to shoot a video to that song. I think he kept telling me, like, bro, let's shoot to this. Let's shoot to this. And, uh, you know, eventually I was like, yeah, let's shoot to it, you know. And um, I don't know, good vibes. Like, I, I, I was working on a project at the time, and I still am working on it. I don't know when I'm going to drop it. Uh, it has a whole – or the – the project is supposed to be like a whole nature feel project. Like, you know how like Wiz Khalifa got music for you to listen to when you're high and mm -hmm. uh, so forth, right? Like it's supposed to be a project that you is designed to be listened to in outdoors, mm -hmm. like beach, park, you know, the woods, wherever. Um, so we wanted to add that in the video for sure for the song. Cause again, that's what the theme of the project was, you know? And uh, I know for the video, like, I just wanted to pick different areas like mm. a lot of people I don't want to say a lot of people but like I've seen videos where it's like kind of the same spot or like the same type of theme the same type of idea I wanted to go somewhere in the nature somewhere in the woods where like someone who maybe doesn't go hiking or spend time in the woods could see it and see their own per like community in there and know that it's a cool thing to do you know, so that that was the goal with the good vibes and how we shot it. Do you have any like fun moments you remember from the shoot, like anything that got cut or any bloopers or just anything fun you remember from shooting that? Um, and it's OK if you don't. I'm just curious. I think like honestly, just the whole day was a vibe in general. You know, um, what you see in the video is a reflection of how that day went. And not just with me, but with the company around me, you know. Um, I think when we, <laughs> so there's a scene where me and my boy Chris, shout out to him, um, we're like walking and he got his arm around me and we're walking up like this little dirt path and there was all this wind. And if you look carefully, like you see it's a crap load of dust just being blown <laughs> everywhere. And I had like a white tee on and it was getting in my dreads, you know, and that was a little, we had to keep shooting a couple of takes over. So it was just like, you know, whenever there was a breeze, we knew what was happening. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was a good day overall. I can't really say there was a specific like highlighted moment that like stood out to me more than anything else, but it was, it was a great time. And the white tee was looking crispy. So y'all, y'all made it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good looks. <laughs> of course uh something else that i found in doing some research i was looking at your instagram and you posted about uh one of your first times just performing in the streets of the gas lamp district and uh, yeah. i wanted you to be able to talk about that experience because 
I think that those are the types of stories I'm always interested in because we walk by so many people on a day-to-day basis and we don't ever really get the time to think about like what this person's story is or what they're doing. And whether you're just leaving a game at Petco Park or leaving the club late at night, you always might see like artists just performing in the streets and some people walk right past, some ignore, uh, some even heckle them and like are disturbed by them. What was that experience like performing in front of people who like you mentioned in your post, like this isn't a crowd that's gathered to hear you perform, you're performing and there's a crowd of people there. So what is that experience like? Yeah. Um, so back in the East, like we used to always go to New York a lot. My family's from Brooklyn and the Bronx. I'm from New Jersey. Um, but you know, I would go out there to see family, especially in the Bronx. Um, and then sometimes like I'm really big into skateboarding. So we would go out there and just skate me and friends and there's always people performing and uh, like, Times Square, whether it's rap, singing, dancing, people that are naked sometimes, <laughs> you to pay them like five bucks to take a photo with them. Uh, and at the time, like I seen all that, but it never, I never once imagined myself doing that. And then um, when I came to San Diego, one day I was downtown and I saw uh, his name's Joe Dreams, like doing that. And mm-hmm. uh, next, you know, I, I seen him doing that at my church. And, you know, like some stuff uh, goes viral for the wrong reasons. Like I've seen videos of people harassing him and stuff, which is like really messed up. But I still found inspiration through all that because, you know, I feel like a lot of times we uh, will show it to a venue to do an open mic or if you get booked for an event. Right. People that are coming to those events, they're planned. They're like prepared to see whether even if they don't know you're performing, they're prepared to see somebody perform. They're prepared to see whether they like it, whether they don't. All that is already planned for. Um, whereas on the street, nobody's really prepared for what's going to happen next. You know, we're just planned for like where we need to get to and like, you know, what we're going to do there. So um, I thought it would be a really cool like experiment for myself to put myself out there like that. And then on top of that, like like I kind of said a little earlier, uh, I'm kind of like, or I used to be a little bit more on the shy side. Mm-hmm. So I felt like this was a really good exercise to like kind of break all of that and to get out of my head so much about my music. Um, I went with a couple of friends. Shout out to Otter Gang. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have had the speaker. He is a real one too, because this man was walking around the whole night with the speaker on his shoulder and like holding it in the air and stuff and you know, Deep Side came as well. Deep Side uh, shot my portion of it, and he performed as well. And, you know, Otter, he didn't want to perform. I think he did one little performance at uh, when we were, like, heading downtown by the college. But uh, uh, I don't recall him performing at all that night. So the whole time me and Deep Side were performing, this guy is just holding the speaker, like, real one, real one, you know. But, um. Yeah, he uh he had the speaker, so I just hit him up one day and was like, "Hey, like, let's do this." Like, I had always planned on making shows. Um, I've had actually got come in contact with a couple of different local artists out here that I was trying to have on a couple lineups. Um, the problem with me is that I never was able to find a venue. Like, I would reach out. To I always wanted to do things a little like different. So, like, I had this idea of performing at Mount Helix. Mm. Um, and I reached out to those people and it didn't work. Um, so, you know, it it, it kind of just got to this point where like, you know what, man, forget waiting. Like, let's just make this happen our own selves. 
And, you know, the homies that I was in contact with, they were all down to do it as well. So, you know, I had somebody backing me as well. So, uh, you know, if it wasn't really for them, and then again, like, Otter, like, sharing his speaker probably wouldn't have happened, you know. But that night, we went out, tested the waters, went really well. A lot of really fun and uh, funny stuff that happened that night. Like, I remember I was performing Good Vibes, and some guy just came out of nowhere and was just like let me freestyle let me freestyle <laughs> <laughs> and I was like I, I I was a little lit so I was just like man go ahead dude do your thing right like we're having a good time and he started rapping in Spanish and I was like <laughs> it threw me off because I was like I, I didn't expect that you know and uh then he just like handed me the mic back <laughs> he's like yo good shit dap me up <laughs> so you know that that was that was interesting you know while deep side was performing the really really crazy thing happened um what's the dude's name from gta uh slink slink johnson is mm -hmm. wait he you ever heard the show of uh, black jesus yeah the guy that plays black jesus you know what i'm talking about the main character oh. i know his his instagram is slink johnson this dude yeah he played lamar in gta yeah gerald johnson i think is yes, his name yes yes shout out to him gerald johnson yes he uh in the middle of deep size performance like we were like i said i was lit i wasn't even like really paying that much attention around me like some guy just hops in the video and starts dancing while he's performing and you know, he's just like going along with the whole video. And I'm just like, okay, like, fuck it, let's go. Like, so we're filming yeah. deep size performing. And then at the end, he's like, you know who I am? And I'm just like, nah, man, I don't. And he's like, you ever heard of Black Jesus? And then it hit me. He's like, it's me, it's me. So he he gave us like some uh, tickets to go to his show. I couldn't make it. Oh, wow. Work. But, you know, all of that was just unexpected and it just came from taking that leap of faith, you know, and uh, that, that was a night that I'll never forget. You know, it was super, super fun. There was some people dancing on the streets while we were walking and stuff. I, we didn't get any like negativity from no one, you know, so wow. it was fun. It was fun. I never thought I'd do that either. So I want to do it again. <laughs> I want to be able to like switch up the location too. Like, yeah, but it, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I'm happy that I saw that post and knew to ask about that because those are the stories that I get most excited about when you could tell that that's a meaningful experience for someone like they get lost in talking about it. And I think that story is a good example, too, of how important the right people in your circle are like yeah. something as big or as little as holding a speaker while you're performing like your friend yeah. holding that speaker for you that makes and it was like, like that's hour, foundational yeah <laughs> hour and a half and i mean it wasn't the heaviest speaker but you know you hold a speaker for that long your your arms gonna get tired at some point you know so uh it, that that was super real of him you know and then on top of that allowing us to use his speaker too like mm -hmm. no he wasn't really trying to perform you know so shout out to them man shout out to otter <laughs> yeah man and for the listeners i think that's a, a lesson in itself to when your artist friend just needs you to do like one little thing, you never know how much that one little thing can mean for somebody, whether it's picking up a chair, bringing a speaker, yeah. uh, sharing a post, like those little things can mean so much in the long, in the career of an artist for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, support is, it, 
I feel like a lot of people think support is easy, but it's really hard. Like, you know, even um, like Instagram, for example, like social media, right? Like you could support someone and follow them, but it's like, then what? You know, like it's more yeah. to follow, you know, and uh, it's hard, man. It's hard. It's it's hard. You know, even at shows like open mics and stuff like, you know, people might like your music, but at the same time, they might not come up to you and ask you for your information, you know, so it's it's tricky but when you do meet the right people and they don't mind supporting you and helping you out because they they see your vision and they want to help you get there oh man you got to hold those people close you know so shout out to them again man yeah couldn't agree more uh do you have any other favorite performances or memorable performances i know you mentioned performing at the music box the courtyard but any other performances that you want to give a story or two about um Yo, yeah, the homie. Shout out to Daniel Rico again, man. He had a whole uh, I don't know if it was like a so where he used to live, his uh complex had like a whole kind of barbecue party thing or whatever, and um, there was a couple people that were cooking. Everybody brought food and drinks. They had some games. Um, and he asked me, he wanted to perform. And I never did something like that before. This is literally like right outside of people's apartments in a courtyard. And uh, there was a lady, I, I, I don't know her name, but uh, she was playing like the saxophone that night as well. And it was just such a vibey, vibey night. You know, uh, I did not expect that whatsoever. You know, uh, going there, I was actually very nervous because like mm. it was something I'd never done before. I'm like, I don't even know the crowd. Like, I know my boy, <laughs> you know, and I know he knows <laughs> my music, but who's to say whoever shows up is or isn't, you know? And uh, I didn't know what age group it was going to be. And it, it was it was definitely nerve-wracking. But when I showed up and just did it, you know, a lot of people were just like, that was awesome. And it was even dope to be able to talk about, like, we, we talked about the video we did for Good Vibes because he had shot it that night. And, you know, they all know him. So I'm pretty sure that was a cool moment for him, you know, to – be able to just, I was like, yeah, guys, like he made the video. We did this. He's he's the reason I'm here today. You know, it, it was super super dope. You know, so that was for sure a really cool experience. Black Expression was a cool experience as well. Like, I love how you guys closed out the the, the event. Just that song, the so long farewell. I don't know mm -hmm. if the <laughs> or not, but it was super dope, man. Like, cause I go to these open mics and you know. At the end, it's just like, all right, see you guys next week, yo, or next month, or whatever the case may be. Nothing wrong with that, but that was just a yeah. very, uh, like original way of closing out. You know what I mean? And it, it was a fun time there, man. That was that was a really good night. Yeah, yeah, I definitely love those nights at Black Expression and. Uh, Black Expression has definitely given me a way to connect with artists in meaningful ways, and sure. I just. I, we all play a role in community and whenever I'm able to host black expression, I just like to engage with people and just really facilitate people getting you to know each other. You did a great job hosting, man. I will tell you that. Man. I appreciate you it. It's all cracking up the entire night. You know, I like that one question you asked me. You were like, uh, what's a good dating spot for a first date? You know, that I remember that, that lady, she wasn't too happy about me talking about going to the open bike. She's like, why you got to test? Why, why you even got to test her? Like, <laughs> but it was cool because it brought everybody together, got everybody engaged. You know, we're all laughing and looking at the person that's giving a response. And that's what this is all about. You know what I mean? Um, that That's what it's all about. You know, 
sometimes again when you go to open mics and you see it, I've been to somewhere there's a lot of people and it's a great feeling you know if you if you're like even if you're first timer it still is a great mm -hmm. feeling. like you have a chance to like win over these people but again a lot of times nobody's really socializing with one another you know so I thought that was super super dope what you did that night man Brought much much together. appreciate it <laughs> And hopefully people are using that uh that dating advice as they prepare for their Valentine's <laughs> dates a week from today. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, as we transition to the tail half of the podcast, uh, this next question I've been asking a lot of listeners, um, what is your Zen place? And by Zen place, I mean either a physical place or just a set of circumstances that bring you to a peaceful state of mind. Where do you find the most Zen at? Uh, studio, church, and anywhere in nature, <laughs> anywhere in nature, especially like a hiking trail, man, like where it could be complete silence. Mm. I could just hear the birds and the little lizards running around and just the breeze. Like it, it, it definitely is a Zen place. Cause it makes me realize like none of this stuff that we stress about is really that deep. Mm. So at the end of the day, like to be able to look at, a view on the top of the cliff or mountain and just God made all of this. You know what I mean? Like in that split moment, you're not thinking about Instagram. You're not thinking, I mean, maybe yeah. you're about to take a picture or something, but you're not thinking about what is this follower doing or what Jordan is dropping or what, what this, what, you know what I mean? Like none of that stuff matters in that moment. So nature, God and studio for sure. Have you found your uh, favorite hiking trail in San Diego yet? There's so many. <laughs> There's so many. I don't know if this place is considered San Diego. Uh, have you heard of Three Sisters Falls? Yeah, I have. That I haven't place, been, but I want to go. Dude, highly recommend. I will say it's a little sketch, though, because <laughs> it's very, the, the pathway is very narrow, mm. very, like, steep going down. There's not, I like personal paths where they have, like, the rocks around, so you can kind of make your footwork to get down yeah, and up it but there's not too many rocks so it's it's a little sketch but the cool thing is like when you get to the waterfall part oh man when i went and and like it, it almost felt like a movie man like it, it didn't feel mm. real when i got there there was just all these people drinking and had, playing music and some people were swimming and there was a dog running around so it it just felt good man it felt it felt really good it felt really cool to see that too you know yeah, I definitely rock with that. I've, I've heard nothing but great things. Um, I'll check it out one day and just got to make sure I got the right shoes and yeah. whatnot. So I'll follow yeah. one of them narrow paths. <laughs> the day I went, man, I had no grip on the bottom of my shoe. I wore the absolute worst shoes you could think of to go there. I was sliding like I was ice skating. There was one point I actually thought I was about to die because I, I was sliding too much. I was like, whoa. Oof. Yeah, going downhill too is crazy, you know. But again, I I highly recommend it. Such a such a dope trail. Is there any uh, trails you would recommend? Oh, that's a good question. Um, like you said, there's so many different trails in San Diego. I would say not necessarily a hiking trail, but a walk that I really do enjoy is around Lake Murray. Mm. Uh, that's like when you go all the way to end and back that's like i think six miles in total but just walking okay. around the lake the lake is like a nice centerpiece you can walk with a friend have a conversation definitely enjoy lake murray i've only done cow's mountain once but i enjoy like just being up at the top of cow's mountain uh tory pines has a nice little hike Tory that's pines, overlooking right. the water mm -hmm. um i'm, I'm a sucker for anywhere that has though. water 
yeah that's it's very thing short, I like sure. about Tory Pines like I because it's like once you get there it's like all right when am I gonna sit here for three hours and look at the, you know what I mean like I, I like to move man <laughs> no nah, I definitely understand dope. that Cows is dope Cows is, and the, the sick part about that place is there's so many different trails like mm-hmm. you know they have the main part and I always thought that that was it but you know the more I started going I started realizing like there's little wooden signs it's like this trail and this trail, yep. this trail it's super super dope man yeah, absolutely so listeners if y'all listening to this uh look up a hiking trail or something near you get, get out in nature get, get outside. outside touch Don't some grass while you out there too touch the grass take your shoes off your socks off i think they, what, what do they call that there's a specific uh is it grounding or, or yeah grounding yourself yeah it's 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 life-changing i swear to god it sounds funny until you try it once you try I, i've heard somebody tell me before to hug a tree and that sounded absolutely insane like what do you mean hug a tree I did it one day and it it does something. It definitely does. It's crazy. Man, uh, shout out to my friend Devin because I think it was the night I finished my master's program. Uh, she was like, what are you about to do to celebrate? I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I just spent a couple years in this master's program. She's like, you should go touch some grass and hug a tree. And I was like, <laughs> hug a tree. She was like, it sounds weird, but trust me. And I literally went to Mission Bay. It was late at night. I hugged a tree, sat in the grass. I was like, huh, Devin was right. It's a different feeling, I swear. I don't know how to really describe it, but it it, it works. Just trust us. Trust us. Trust us. We wouldn't tell you this if it wasn't true. Right. The banquet hall ain't going to lead y'all wrong. So find you a tree. <laughs> and I'm going to take it upon myself. After we're done recording this episode, I'm going to go find me a tree. To hug. <laughs> yeah, man. Go hug a tree. Get outside and hug a tree. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, earlier in this podcast episode, you mentioned some rappers that are people that you find inspiration and influence. So you mentioned Currency, you mentioned Nipsey. Uh, what other inspirations and influences you have? And these can be other rappers or artists that you find influence from, but also just people in your life that inspire you. I get inspiration from anybody in my corner, really. You know, uh, shout out to Flacco. Shout out to Q Billy. Shout out to Deep Side again. Evan Volk. You know, there's a lot of people. If I really sit here and I could think of everybody, you know, <laughs> those are first names that come to mind instantly. But um, there's a lot of other people. But I definitely get a lot of inspiration from them because it's like we're all in the same boat together, you know, and it's like there's days where I don't want to do this no more. I mean, that's very frequent for me, you know, but then I see my my brother that's been doing this for 10 plus years as well. And he's excelling. And I'm like, yo, good shit, bro. Like, I remember when you were saying the same stuff I'm thinking right now. I remember when you were telling me I want to give up and I was like, nah, bro, you got it. Now I'm the one saying I want to give up and you got it. You know what I'm saying? So mm. it's like it's a good reminder it's a great reminder you know like i love currency that's my favorite rapper ever i love his hustle i love his drive i love how he's kept it real all these years like he is himself to this day like the same spit i heard when i was young he's exactly the same um mm. thing though with a lot of like celebrities is like if unless you know them personally like it's hard to kind of relate unless you also have a very similar background you know but Again, like when my when my brothers, like I, I've seen these guys, like I've seen them start. I've seen them, you know, deep side Evan Volk. I haven't grown up. I didn't grow up with them. So I'm seeing it now. But we're still all in the same boat. You know what I mean? And deep side of me has even more of a challenge because he's in the military, you know, <laughs> but he's still doing it. And this is all stuff that like motivates me sometimes because like there's days where I'm like, bro, why the hell are you complaining right now? There's somebody else that would love to have the opportunity you have. 
you know, like I'm not lit like that or nothing, but you know, somebody's always doing better than another person, you know? Um, and yeah, it's like, you know, I, I just get a lot of inspiration from yeah, local people for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> currency. Answer. Um, I say it's like celebrities, currency, old Wiz, Larry June, Nipsey, J. Cole, you know, uh Isaiah Rashad, uh Rashad. I'm talking about guys. I would say like professional, but at this point in my career, I feel like it's really just my friends that's been like kind of motivating me more than anything. Yeah, I think it's the people in our circle that sometimes become those biggest motivators because we're on similar pathways, similar journeys. So definitely resonate with that for sure. Uh, um, outside of what we've discussed already, what else do you think people need to know about you to get a better picture of who you are as an artist and as a person? Um, no, I'm versatile, meaning you might hear a certain sound that you like. You might hear three, four, five, six, seven songs that sound like that, but that does not mean that that's me. Mm. I, I mean, that's me, like I wrote it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that doesn't mean that that's me. Like, like I don't know. Uh, I'm versatile. I like to do different sounds. Sometimes I like to experiment. You know, there's, especially if I hear a song and I get inspired from it, or I hear like a new sound and I'm like, yo, that's sick. Like, honestly, I feel like I could do the same thing, you know? Um so I like to be versatile. I like to keep it that way because then also it, it reaches a larger audience, you know. Um, but I do like the boom bap stuff. That's like, I feel like where I definitely shine most at. But um, so, yeah, I'm versatile. Um, another thing I would like people to know about me is that, like, I love skateboarding. <laughs> I love skateboarding. I really, my one of my dreams, honestly, is to, like, have my songs in a bunch of, like, pro videos. Like, mm. and have it played in the background. Because, um, like, that the, the song choice that you pick for a skate part is so important. Like, it, it really can make your video pop out so much more, you know. And uh, I just want to be a part of that, you know. I would love to do shows for the X Games, you know, or SLS, you know, uh, I, I definitely would love to be more involved in the skate community, you know, mm. but I love skateboarding. Um, another thing I think that people would find interesting about me is that, uh, like I said, I'm very spiritual. I wouldn't say I'm like very religious, like, uh, but I'm very spiritual. Like I pray a lot. I, I'm trying to get back into meditation. Uh, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts on mental health, which is another big thing with my music that I'm trying to, you know, help out with. Um, yeah, you know, uh, like a lot of times, even with my songs, like I'll write them. Like, let's say I'm going through something right now. I'll write a song mm -hmm. as if I'm a coach talking to myself. Like, this mm -hmm. is how you got it. I like that. To get out of it, you know, and I do that because one, I know one day in time, this song I'm going to replay again and it's going to help me. But there's somebody else that needs that exact same, you know, so uh versatile skateboarder mental health um spiritual yeah I'm very athletic love the knicks love the eagles you know what i mean I, I really do fuck with the padres i like the yankees though but i fuck with the padres because i've never been to a baseball game until i went out here and the padres fans took me in with open arms it was it was wonderful that day uh yeah, I'll let you know right now if you if you need a better arms to get into Dodger Nation. <laughs> the Dodgers is it? <laughs> you guys are lit. <laughs> you guys literally have the Avengers, dude. It's freaking crazy. You yeah, man. Have, oh man. 
Because I can't have you on my podcast rapping the Padres and Knicks and the Eagles. <laughs> we we gonna have to get some type of fix in there. Like <laughs> I will say that part out. <laughs> I ain't gonna edit it out. I ain't gonna edit it out, but only because the Knicks playing some hell of a good basketball right now. So I got nothing but respect for Ooh, the Knicks. You're telling me, man. I'm, I'm y'all did just lose to the Lakers. Y'all did just lose to the Lakers. Lakers. The Lakers. You know, Julius Randle wasn't playing. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, I'm playing. I'm, not, I'm gonna give you guys your flowers. The Lakers are fire, man. The Lakers are fire. Let me ask you this though: since you're a Lakers fan, you think LeBron's coming back? Keep it real. Yeah, absolutely. You I really just, I just. Here's my thing with LeBron James, and I know some of the listeners they're gonna roll their eyes at the sports part of the podcast, but whatever. This is my podcast. Yeah. Uh, Let them know. LeBron is a businessman first and foremost, and he's a family man. I just don't think I don't think LeBron wants to play. I don't think he wants to move his family anywhere else. I don't think he wants to uh, like have to like just go through the labor of being on another team. I think it'd have to be, I think things would have to go really south for LeBron to want to leave the Lakers. Obviously he wants, he would love to win another championship, but I just think in terms of like settling his family down somewhere, he's already, even though this man playing, like he got another 20 years left in the league. He is technically at the tail end of his career. The only reason I could see him leaving the Lakers is if like he's really set on like having to play with Bronny um, when he gets to the league. Like obviously he might want to go to another team then, but I also think the Lakers are going to do whatever they can to get Bronny on the Lakers. Um, But I just think LeBron as a brand manager, as a businessman, as a person, I just think he's probably tired of moving his family places and he ain't trying to go anywhere else. Settle, settle yeah. down. You know what's crazy, right? On uh the Is What It Is podcast, they were talking about how uh they could see LeBron coming to the Knicks, right? And look, they said that if he does that and he wins a chip for New York, that would be over Jordan. If you really think about it, that would put him over Jordan. Yeah. I mean, I already think LeBron's <laughs> going anyway, but yeah, LeBron like, winning a championship in Madison Square Garden that that would be like basketball poetry I'm not even gonna lie absolutely crazy I mean look I'm not saying it's gonna happen or it's not gonna happen but that'd be sick I would love to see that happen you know shout out the Knicks though man Jalen Brunson <laughs> Julius Randle hooping um we're gonna fix the Padres thing we're gonna get you to a Dodger game and we oh man I would love to see the Dodgers though I I mean I you know it's crazy I used to do uh so I don't know if you've heard of this app called Instawork so no I, I haven't do, uh it's it's kind of like a temp agency kind of thing except if you have the experience like any job that matches that could uh request mm. you to work for that day to fill in for somebody that called out or sick or got fired or whatever the case is so I used to always do stuff with the Padres um and I was doing a warehouse shift just moving soldiers around and stuff. And the Dodgers were playing the Padres and they actually had blew some whistle access to like step side. <laughs> you know, these, the Dodgers players walk right through the hallway. Like all of them, like this close to me, man. And uh, it was sick seeing that, you know, uh, especially cause like I said, I, I was at, around that time. That's when I started actually watching a little bit of baseball. I'm not going to say I'm a baseball fan, but I, I could get down with it now, you know? But yeah, man, you guys are all shining and looking like money. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you that. LA's doing something right. <laughs> hey, if it's one thing LA gonna get right, it's we're gonna get the brand right, if anything. Dude, so much Dior. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> Talk about making me feel broke. I felt, woo. <laughs> I didn't even feel like I belonged in that hallway. 
Oh, that's hilarious. That I'm is hilarious. For waiting sure. for someone to tell me to go over there. Hey, hey, Matt, come over here. <laughs> uh, uh, this podcast has been a blast. And as we get towards the end of it, uh, just a few more quick hitter questions. First and foremost, and one of the more important questions of the podcast, uh, where can people find you and how can they support you in your career? Yeah, so um, you can find me right now. I'm on all social platforms. It's uh, going to be call me two underscores and then Curtis. Uh, and honestly, you know, it's funny, like right now my name's Curtis, right? But I honestly think I'm about to just transition to it just being call me Curtis because my real name's Matthew. You know what I mean? Curtis is my middle name and my grandfather's name that passed RP. But, uh, you know, there's other reasons behind the name as well. But um, I kind of like how that sound, call me Curtis, you know, like, and it doesn't, it doesn't throw people off as much anymore because it's like, wasn't your name Matthew? Like, you know what I'm saying? So call me Curtis. But yeah, all social platforms, call me Curtis. Call me, then two underscores Curtis. It'll be uh, there. If you go on all uh, distribution platforms, so Spotify, Apple, Tidal, you name it, YouTube, uh, call me underscore underscore Curtis, bring you right to my profile. Awesome. So call me underscore underscore Curtis. Uh, make sure y'all go follow, subscribe, check the music out. Yeah, uh, leave five stars and comments support in whatever way you can share the content when it gets out there yeah i was gonna and say that's the best thing for me like if people want to support like don't get me wrong we all want to get paid we all want to get rich right now that's not where i'm at in my career i'm trying to just get known so mm. money will come at one point you know but right now like the best thing you could do to support me is just tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend like you see something you really actually enjoy on Instagram, like share it, but don't share it because in your head, it's like, oh, he's about to blow up and da, 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 da. Share it because you genuinely want to share it. Like, you know, like I, I want genuine support on my side. Mm -hmm. I don't got time really to deal with like fake support or people that are going to be kind of wishy-washy. You know, I, I support the people that I support with fully, you know. Um, so that's what I want back. I want real supporters, like, and, and people that are going to listen to my music I want them to have an open mind, you know, to different things. Cause like I said, like maybe four tracks you hear might be boom bap, but the fifth track, there might be something completely different. I mm. want you to at least give it a try, give it a listen, you know, <laughs> but yeah, just genuine support is the best thing I could get. Show up to shows, like, especially if they're free, like it's an open mic, like my goal next month, I never really made it a focus of mine to get people to come out to my performances. So my goal next month is to get at least five people to come to a show. I can get mm. five. Then the next goal is gonna be ten. Then ten is gonna be twenty. You know, and so forth. But yeah, if it's even if it's free, if you don't got nothing to do, <laughs> if it's not far from where you live, if you genuinely fuck with me, like that's the best. Best you could do is show up for me. You know, share my music, stream my music, add it to your playlist. Nothing that has to cost money. <laughs> money will come. Money and I appreciate come. you. I appreciate you sharing that because one of the things I like to emphasize is that there are a lot of ways to support artists that don't require a single dollar out of pocket. And I appreciate you highlighting the need for genuine support too, because I even used to tell people uh, when I was trying to market my poetry books, it's like, hey, I don't want people to buy my poetry books just for it to sit on your bookshelf forever. I want right. people to buy Me. this that are going to read it and like digest this material and engage because we're never going to grow as artists if people aren't genuinely interested in supporting us and supporting us in that way. Yeah. Like blindsided support doesn't really do too much. Yeah, like we don't need yes men. And, and that's not to say that anybody is. But it, it's just like we nobody needs a yes man, you know, like if 
you see something that you like, let it be known because that's going to just create more of that. You know, if you see something you don't like, let it be known. It might not change it, but at the same time, it might, you know, I, I don't want to hear like, I, I love you as an artist. You're my favorite artist. But then I ask you, oh, like, what's your favorite song? You're like, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let it be genuine. You know what I'm saying? Let it be genuine. Let it be genuine. Uh, speaking of support, do you have any shameless plugs or anything you want to shout out that's coming out? Anybody else you want to shout out? Anything you want to manifest on the podcast? Um, This whole year is going to be just hit after hit after hit. It's like if you like the last track, the next tracks will be better. That's that's how I'm coming this year. And all this is honestly for the people that support me. This year is really for the supporters because like, I, I, I have wanted to quit so many times these past mm. couple months past couple of weeks past couple of days and you know it's people that hit me up and let me know like dude you're you're fired dude keep going that have kept me in this you know so this year's for them specifically um so shout out to anybody that supports me you know um shout out again to the homie you know the homies flaco the homie uh my boy joey trees you feel me shout out to jovan shout out to everybody back home shout out to deep side evan volk you know, uh, shout out to you, man, for letting me get on this and, and allowing us to perform that night at uh, Black Expression. Uh, shout out to my homie Kofi. He gave so Curtis, like I said, there's a lot of different meanings behind Curtis. Uh, Curtis is my middle name. It's also my grandfather that passed. Kofi, I uh, met him in the Bay. He came up with his own definition of Curtis and it stands for currency and universal respect towards independent success. And that defines my mission. That defines mm. my purpose. And I, it always stuck with me the first time he told me that. You know, so shout out to him. Uh, definitely played a big part in, like, where I'm at right now. Um, shout out to Q Billy. Shout out to everybody I fuck with. For real. If I didn't say anybody's <laughs> name, it's not because you didn't. I'm not thinking of you already. Just, you, literally, there's so much my, names that came to mind. I can't think of everyone right now, you know. But you know who you are. If you support me, shout out to you. Shout out to my family, too. Can't forget them. Can't forget them. Can't forget them. Absolutely. A uh, couple more questions. Uh, first one, what are your takeaways from this episode? And when you talk about your takeaways, what are you taking away from this podcast episode as well as what do you hope our listeners are taking away? I'm taking away that it pays to talk. It pays mm. to be social. Like, like I said, I used to be that shy guy at the open mics that would not talk to people. I would perform. And if somebody liked it at the end, we have a little conversation, but that's it. It pays to talk. It pays to also ask people for help. You know, like I think me, I, I mean, in the past I've struggled with that, you know, um, and I know a lot of art, other artists struggle sometimes with reaching out to help. It's an ego thing. You know, um, we don't want to come off as needy, but sometimes if you ask, like I asked you like, Hey, could we collab? And this came from that, you know, but, uh, it doesn't hurt to ask, you know, uh, another thing that I've taken away from this is that, you know, keep going, <laughs> keep going. You know, sometimes I'm really hard on myself. Uh, I'm like, man, I haven't got to where I want to get to yet. But like I told you in the beginning, this is my first uh, interview podcast mm -hmm. I've done in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And that's huge. That's huge to me. You know, um, I only did one other one in my life back home as well, you know, so it just tells me that like, you're on the right path, dude, like keep going, you know, um, San Diego's rough, like rent and bills and stuff. And I feel like sometimes you ain't got to tell me, 
Yeah, dude, it, it, it can get in the way of you chasing your dreams sometimes, you know, and uh, I've had moments before where it's like, all right, like I'm down in my last. Should I put this towards my bills or should I put this towards leasing a beat or put this towards, you know, a promotion and so forth, you know, but if you want it bad enough, you'll, 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 you'll make it happen, you know, and that's what I'm taking away from all of this, man. You know, even to hear you said that you did this in, uh, during, uh, COVID, you know, the pandemic 2022, 2024, man, like past couple of years have not been easy years. You know, I've seen a lot of people start something and not finish it, you know, but you're still grinding and, you know, at your, you're using like your platform at the black expression also to be able to connect with, new people to bring onto your show so you know keep going is what i'm getting from all this you know and did you add there was something else you had asked on top of that right uh what do you hope our listeners are taking away with them if different from what you just said um yeah like some of that and I, what i want my listeners also to be able to take from or the listeners to take away from this is that uh be yourself you know be you when you're yourself it's easier to meet new people it's easier to have people want to work with you it's easier to connect with people and have them understand your vision like i told you there was a period in my career where like i started making songs that weren't a real reflection of myself it was not because i wanted to be ignorant or anything but it's i, I wanted to be heard i wanted to be seen i wanted to get out you know and um you know, uh, Currency one time had an interview and he said something that kind of changed my life. He was saying how uh, when he was signing cash money uh, with Lil Wayne and them, you know, he has nothing but love for them. But, you know, when he was with them, he was making messages that didn't necessarily reflect his lifestyle. And he was like, mm. I didn't want this later on in the road to attract people to my shows that are about that lifestyle. And now I got to look over my shoulder every three seconds. Mm. So be yourself, man. Like people that support you when you're you genuinely appreciate you anybody that supports you when you're not being yourself maybe they don't really rock with you like how you think they do you know they don't know you you know so be yourself have fun make music chase your dreams if you gotta leave to a whole new state to start over and try to keep going do it you know a lot of people told me back home i was crazy for coming out here and <laughs> i've even had people I'm not going to say the person's name, but I, I've even had someone tell me before, like, you know, people love hearing stories about things that go wrong. And it's just mm. like, are you praying on my downfall? You know, but there was plenty of times where I thought about going home. I mean, when I left from the Bay and I moved out here, I was like homeless for a, a short period of time, like a couple months. Um, and you know, even there, like, sometimes I'm looking at myself like, damn, my nieces are getting older, my grandma's getting older, my mom's getting older, like, and I'm here stuck at Motel 6. <laughs> I'm here stuck at a lift in the middle of nowhere, like, no furniture in the house, you know? Um, and it kind of makes you really question, like, are you insane for doing what you did? Should you go back home, you know? Um, so, you know, there's a lot of thoughts, I think, that go through people's head when it comes to leaving their state and moving somewhere else, but you can make it happen. You know, the only way it's not going to happen is if you don't want it bad enough. You know, if, if you want it bad enough, you will figure out a way, you know, and Oh, I'm, I got to shout out the homie Keith, man. I, I cannot believe I didn't even shout him out, man. Uh, Keith helped me out a lot. Like when I was, uh, I used to work at a hospital. A lot of people got laid off for no reason and, uh, or BS reason, should I say. 
Um, and Keith put me on an Instawork. That's how I, I was able mm. to keep my rent for like eight months, you know, maybe a little less. But, you know, in that moment right there and then I was thinking about going home. Like, I'm damn near about to be homeless. Like, I don't have nothing. I don't know anybody out here like that. What am I going to do, you know? Um, but again, you know, when you want it bad enough, just through having a conversation with someone at the skate park, I found out a way that ended up keeping me here for another year and a half. Thanks. Mm. You know, there's a lot of fears and those fears are real. But if you want it bad enough, you can make anything happen, you know. So definitely want people to be inspired if they feel like they could increase their way of living, increase their career, be happier uh, in another area. Go for it. You only got one life to live, you know. You don't yeah. Want to sit back one day and regret all this. Like I, I would be doing that if I wasn't. If I went back home after the whole Bay Area situation, all this stuff that's happened since then, <laughs> I wouldn't have had done any of it. You know what I mean? So, I'm thankful for it. I'm grateful for it. Uh, and it's my mission now and purpose to kind of tell other people about this so that they can live their lives to their fullest extent as well. You know. Yeah, and I think that echoes a lot of what I was going to say in terms of my excuse me my takeaways from the episode um trust yourself and trust like who you've become as a person because I look back at that night when you were at Black Expression a lot of that conversation at the beginning of Black Expression I was just like hell there's like two people here and we need to stall a little bit before you start the show <laughs> so I'm just trusting who I've grown to become as a host so like hey just engage the people uh, MC means move the crowd so just like engage with people give people a chance to share to experience and then talking with you after the show led to us being connected and yeah. uh, just trusting my ability as a podcaster to deliver a podcast with somebody who a month ago I didn't know and I think that this episode was very successful. I think it's very oh, yeah. inspirational. I uh, had a blast chopping it up with you. So yeah, just my mm -hmm. takeaway for the listeners is just trust who you are as a person and that's going to take you far. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, you can have said it better. And uh, I had a blast as well on the podcast as well, man. You're you're an easy person to talk to, man. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's really dope, man. You know, uh, especially when you want to be personal and start sharing like, you know, intimate stories and stuff like that. Uh, so thank you again man for having me of course i receive and appreciate that affirmation uh listeners thank y'all for sticking in with us too uh, for engaging with this conversation uh hopefully y'all enjoyed the conversation uh, i always say at the end of the episode y'all want five-star content we gave y'all five-star content make sure you leave a five-star rating uh new listeners make sure y'all follow and subscribe to the banco hall podcast at banco hall pod on all platforms uh, make sure y'all check out other episodes too i know curtis is a phenomenal person and many of y'all came here just to hear his story but make sure y'all tap in with some of the other stories on the podcast as well uh folks who are just being introduced to curtis make sure y'all tap in with him call me underscore underscore curtis uh stream the music share the music and most importantly vibe to the music and go hug a tree yeah go hug a tree man <laughs> make that something you do today <laughs> make that something you do today and as always just want to thank y'all for listening and we'll catch y'all next episode thank you for your time curtis thank you